Welcome, wrestling fans, to a bout of epic proportions. It's time to strap on your boots, throw that title over your shoulder, and stumble to the middle of the ring for a double choke slam from the Brothers of Discussion. In the far corner, the older, the wiser, the funnier, Mike Clang and Bang Clang. In the other corner, the younger, the quicker, the prettier, Matt, thumping and pumping, clang! Hey everybody, welcome to episode 48 of the Brothers of Discussion! Of Discussion! We are filled with our coffee! Uh, I had a red eye that is coffee with a shot of espresso. Do you uh, think that, uh, and a traditional chip coffee. Techie. I feel like Doze. Doze would say espresso, right? He's he's one of those guys. Hey, you know, one of those uh, expressos. Yeah, <laughs> I think you mean uh, I think you mean espresso. Ah, techie, it's a ex. You gotta express the uh, coffee. Watch this. Oh no, techie, it's happening. <laughs> techie. You need the espresso, because I just had my hair waxed, and you have to exfoliate. <laughs> Isn't that right, well, that's, Ra- that's Randy Orton with his real Viper gimmick. <laughs> also, I don't know if you heard, but I tried to make a stomping feet sound, but I don't think the mic picked it up, so. There you go. Yeah, just. That was me running to get rid of that coffee. I think it's not going to sound right if you, like, to your ears, but you just have to, like, pat your microphone. You know, like when you go to a comedy oh, show. Yeah. Hold on, let me see. Well, we're not gonna hear it. <laughs> we'll find. We'll find out. We'll find out in post. All right. <laughs> let us know in the comments of episode forty-eight. Did that sound like somebody was walking? It's a minute, seventeen seconds in. Uh, let us know if that sounded like a boobity doobity boop. All right, Matt. <laughs> let the people know where they can find everything. Brothers of Discussion. <laughs> Uh, you can find everything at bodpodcast.com. That is our hub, not only for the social media, for all the podcast episodes and uh, all the wonderful blogs, but that's a hub for you to contact us. And we have to thank, we had our very first uh, long comment um, on the website. We hope to get a lot more. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, everybody. I didn't get a response from this, um, and I'm not comfortable putting this person's name out there because maybe they read my article and were they thought... I wrote something wrong, and they're angry at me, but... Damn, we only write some, things that are right. There was some strong language <laughs> on the comment. Not necessarily, like, expletives. Um, go ahead. Expletive away. But uh, I, I wanted to reward this person for being the first person to give us, like, a real hearty comment. Uh, yes, they were us. impassioned. They wrote us a full dissertation. I liked it. Right. And uh, I, I wanted to give them a gift card. And I'm not saying you're getting a gift card if you comment, uh, but here's the thing. When I send out those messages, it's because uh, it's goodwill. Uh, we want to reward you guys. Uh, so here's the thing. Here's the thing, everybody. And just think, you could get a real message from Matt. Yeah. How amazing would that be? This is, this is, this is uh, just like in those old, those 90s 
uh, wrestling promos where you could call a voicemail and Stone Cold would talk to you. How you doing, boy? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Beep. Then you had to put in another dime so you could hear another sentence. But go ahead, Matt. What well, was the message just... that you were going to grace this person with? No, it, it was just... <laughs> Thanks for I, you know, thanks for cutting gonna... a thanks for cutting a Kurt Henning promo. I was gonna gift you with a comment. Come on, Matt. <laughs> that's not that's not what I was gonna say. I was gonna um, decree I... something from Mount Manton. Okay, come on, let's go. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we had this conversation last week. Um, I feel like I'm really having deja vu about right the now. net worth of a Matt comment. What are you, yeah. Bill Clinton? It's okay. that. No, it's, hey kid, I'm gonna the, make you famous. The Come here. I sent to them because I get, I get. If you comment, you send your email. So I emailed them back, yeah. and I said, please uh, respond to this. I'd like to have a conversation with you uh, because I wanted oh. to send you a thank you. And Ooh, it's not you're putting on uh, daddy pants, huh? Hey, you got something to say? Oh, here's an email, huh? You got something to say? <laughs> you're talking to Papa Bear now. I don't even know what that means. But you thought you were anonymous, Tucky. We found you. All right, go ahead, Matt. Okay, so here's what I was going to do. I was going to ask if they wanted a gift card to the WWE Network, but, of course, they haven't answered. Um, But uh, I just... All right, I'll I'll throw this out there. Uh, Kayleen, uh, I finally found it on the website, by the way. Okay. She she gave us this wonderful uh, dissertation, as you put it, uh, (laughs) on her thoughts... On the WWE, it was on yes. an article that uh, I wrote mm, September eighteenth, so not not the most recent Brothers of Discussion article, which is uh, good. I mean, she's combing the archives, Ducky. Right, exactly. That means Google works. That means we're doing our job. Yeah. <laughs> um. So let's uh let, let's see if I could pick out a good chunk here uh of of her comment because we don't want to. It's it's pretty long. Um. Uh, so, at, at the bottom of her comment here, she says, uh, I had such hope for WWE. I know this business is about making money, which is something we talk about all the time and try to remind everybody. Uh, it's about making money and that profit is the end goal. But to allow this repressed country to dictate what talent is allowed within uh, the show because their check is so large, well, I guess that puts the WWE in a whole new business. Sounds like prostitution to me. And Saudi Arabia just made Vince their bitch. Ooh. All right. Great way to end that comment there, yeah. Kayleen. Um, it was a really good promo. So <laughs> I liked it a lot. So here's the thing. Nobody else can be the first person to comment on the website, all right? Uh, but what we're asking for are things like this, because we do want to reward you uh, as a... Uh, we'll, we'll say Kayleen's loyal, even though she didn't even answer our email. <laughs> this loyal member uh of of the faction of the brothers of discussion uh, it's a it's a great comment um and we we love it we want to see more of this on the website uh and then again kayleen if you listen to the podcast we want to reward you for that so please answer that email that that got back with you it was brothers of discussion <laughs> the website that you commented on and sent your email to that's the website that emailed you back so please let us thank you uh but folks everybody else comment on that damn website let's do this yeah um and again that's bodpodcast.com bodpodcast.com find us on social media at bodpodcast everything everything's coming up brothers a discussion so far the last few weeks we're rolling up uh we're owning google right now uh we're owning soundcloud so we just 
did seven times our usual play on one of our episodes. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's really probably going gone well, up in the last day. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, everything's turning up, brothers. A discussion. We want you. If you if you become a huge member of the faction now, think about that investment. Because in the next year or two, you're yep. gonna be like that weird guy that calls in to the Howard Stern show every day, and you know gets gets some radio time. Maybe so yeah, not, not, we're, not yet. Like of evolution, not the women's one, because WWE doesn't care about that. So right. like we're the Ric Flair of the Brothers of Discussion. You could be on the ground floor and be the Triple H. Ooh. Ooh. Sure, or sure it's great to be randy orton but you could be married <laughs> to the boss <laughs> pretty nice pretty nice you could be married to shane mcmahon's hot sister as he put it this week wow you didn't hear that i missed that promo well right. I'm, I'm uncomfortable all right quick story uh he was supposed <laughs> to do an incest storyline years ago and they nixed it for a good reason because no and Shane's response to this, uh, he, he was live, son. <laughs> he goes, oh, uh, my sister's pretty hot, so I wouldn't have minded that. And just not, wow. not the best. Like, like, to think that he has his own kids and they, <laughs> like, Stephanie and Triple H have kids. And That's they Aunt, could find Aunt out. Stephanie. Yep. Huh? That's Aunt Stephanie. Right, and like now they know. Oh, my dad or my uncle thinks my aunt slash mom is hot. I just, I don't know. I guess that's the problem with being a public face. Plus, I don't. I didn't get all the context. Maybe yeah, right it's, after it's he harder said to that. it's harder to hit on your sister. Ugh. <laughs> Good point, Matt. Well, I just mean you stay. You're on TV and on the radio all the time, so you're bound to say things maybe you don't mean. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not <laughs> arguing that incest is fine. Man, it sucks being in the public eye. It makes incest a lot more difficult. Anyway. Hot, well, you're my, you're my only incest option. So yep. I... <laughs> I'm a good option, let me tell you. All right. Um, this is a wrestling podcast. Uh, yeah, does but anybody before want to talk we, about wrestling? Before we get into the nine hours of pro wrestling entertainment WWE Woo! provided, um, we had a quick update here from Saudi Arabia um it's now the official stance the official word um if you will is that uh the missing missing journalist jamal kashagi yes uh apparently he died because of a a fight that went wrong which doesn't really make me feel any better about his death and i don't believe that even a little bit no, it sounds yeah. like they're just trying to say he was also to blame for his own death. I think what's happening here, and I don't think like WWE is the end game, <clears throat> but they had that summit, and I think they wanted to put something out so that other companies who don't, who only care about not going for PR sake, which is most companies, let's be fair, I think they just wanted to put something out so those companies could go, well, they said it was just a fight. And... <laughs> Well put. Um, <laughs> so, so basically, what it, what it means is, is Matt's their... Matt's protests in in text aside, um, in article form, they will be ignored. Uh, Crown Jewel will go on as planned. I think WWE's subtle 
uh, protest is that they have not been mentioning Saudi Arabia when they've been promoting this pay-per-view, where they've definitely put everything on the table. Uh, where they've put yeah. Undertaker, Kane, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, John Cena, Rey Mysterio, Randy Orton. Uh, you know, every every 2008, uh, you know, best of wrestler you could think of. I forgot to mention Kurt Angle. Uh, they're all going to be on the card. So Saudi Arabia is still getting their dream card. Um, it's it's gonna happen. So yeah, I, I think I don't know what we really expected. It's it's a lot of money on the line, but I think I think we wanted more. But realistically, it wasn't gonna change, and we knew some silly, you know, political phrasing was gonna keep WWE over there. So we're still gonna be up at you know six in the morning watching a crown jewel. I don't know if they're actually gonna mention Saudi Arabia if they're gonna have promos from the crown prince i don't know what they're gonna do but it's yeah, happening I, the event yeah, is not getting canceled at this point i mean it's october 20th the logistics of doing another show like how how do you do that you're gonna pay sean michaels you know five ten million dollars i mean maybe if you wrestle had, again maybe if you're you not had gonna have a, cody rhodes booking it he could set something up but oh not, right yeah Sorry, um, that was. Uh, I th- I was hoping my yeah <laughs> it was was uh, was enough to 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 my eye roll without anybody getting the visual. Okay, last thing I want to mention about this: uh, stop being dumb journalists. And uh, I I just watched a podcast this past this past Monday. They're not getting a shout out because this is bullshit. Uh, they came out with you know, and, and they were the top thing on Google that day. So that's why I was like, okay, maybe this is legitimate. Um, but they said they had breaking news that the WWE was actually going, you know, was, was canceling the Saudi Arabia relationship. They had their anonymous source and I, you know, it, it, it's just, it's bullshit. And you, you goddamn wrestling journalists need to stop this, this shit. There, there's nothing more embarrassing than wrestling journalism right now, where every day, there's oh uh, who's rumored to be at Royal Rumble this year? Who's rumored to be the main event? And nobody has any fucking information. They're all just saying I have an anonymous source, and they just like because obviously it's not breaking news if you go hey I did a fantasy booking in my head, but <laughs> stop this shit. This is so stupid. There is no I I can't think of another business that is this ridiculous <laughs> that every day there's bullshit rumors and bullshit breaking news be like i asked the wwe to be better and we all complain every day but then everybody's clicking on these dumb articles that are so like they're not creative they're complete bullshit if you're gonna ask the wwe to be better which i do but this is why i'm allowed to ask these stupid podcasts these stupid blogs these stupid journalists to be better too you are not allowed to complain about pro wrestling if you're going to go and just take advantage of this industry and of the fans that are looking for news, if you're going to take advantage of them like that, fuck you. That's all I want to say. Part of it is because I wasted my time, and I'm a little angry I wasted my time. But the other part is how <laughs> dumb this, like, the industry on a whole isn't just pro wrestling. It is what we're doing. It is the media surrounding it. And if you're not going to respect that, I don't respect you. Just go fuck yourself. I am sick of this shit. All right. NXT UK. 
that was wow. that was that was fun. Uh, that was on my birthday. I decided uh, I was just gonna sit at home and watch wrestling all day and play video games. That was a pretty good birthday. Yeah. Um. I I I will say um to <laughs> to have a little bit of fun here. I I thought about putting out a message like just for attention. Like as as the brothers of discussion, I was gonna say, hey, don't forget to wish brother of discussion Matt a happy birthday. <laughs> like, and wow. I was gonna type that. Yeah. So I didn't do it. I didn't, and it's past my birthday, so I shouldn't get any well wishes now. So that's why I think I'm allowed to say this. <laughs> no, but, uh, I'm, I'm also not going to wish you a happy birthday I, over this podcast. Right and now, if you just, edit, if you edit me saying the words "happy birthday" and wishing you, I'm going to be really pissed. You just gave me. Don't you right. dare! Don't you minute, dare! All right, minute seven. I do not love you. I do not wish you a happy birthday. And don't remove that I do not, okay? <laughs> I do not, I love you, and I do not, I wish you a happy birthday. Do not remove those. <laughs> Either one. That's right, not fair. Um, that is the exact journalism that you are whining about and just cut a Matt promo for five and a half hours. All right. We went anyway, We went over NXT- the commercial break, Matt. That was three segments of promo. Okay. We haven't covered anything in wrestling this week. God damn. We're doing it right now. Right now. NXT UK. All right. All right. So here's what I like about it. Um, I, I like that this is an opportunity to reintroduce some guys. I, I like that this is, you know, that, that chance for um, for a guy like Noam Dar. And uh, I, I really liked, really liked Mark Andrews with um, uh, Flash Morgan. Uh, how, yeah. Wait, how's that off our notes? How, where the hell did that go? I don't, I don't need to think of Flash Morgan's name, damn it. It's just, it's just gone. <laughs> Anyways, um, I, I thought, you know, it was simple. You know, now we know who the faces are. We know who the man of justice is, is, uh, you know, British Superman with his who, his who symbols all over his jacket, running around with his, <laughs> his scooter helmet uh, that he calls, like, Sheila. I, I, I know he, he tweeted out the actual name, and there's people right now listening that probably know the actual name of his helmet. Um, but you know, it was just, it, it was, it was a cool character. Uh, it, it was a fun match with the coffee brothers. Um, I, I, I liked it. But then, uh, you know, the main event, Pete Dunn, Noam Dar, again, just great opportunity to have Noam Dar being a real match. Yeah. Reintroduce <laughs> himself. He's not yeah. just, you know, lost in the shuffle on 205 live. And, now he's like a main event player. Right. And, and the reason that this is so smart it's because of my ultimate goal here, if I was running the show, would be an NXT Ryder Cup. This is why I think NXT UK could be huge. Because if you build up all this talent and you're building up these sides where you've got this raucous crowd at NXT UK that is going apeshit for Noam Dar. Think about like the types of receptions that he gets on 205 Live. Or if he jumps on SmackDown or Raw for for a one you know one off segment, I, I mean, mean it's the, the UK rosters the rosters, the UK uh, crowd. I wish that they could educate the United States crowds on how to treat wrestling events. Don't forget yeah. that you know it's it's not just all their little subtleties. When Noah Noam was out there, they were doing uh, the Darth Vader theme. Ba 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 da ba ba da. They also invented the whole um, sing-along for when Bailey enters. I don't know if you remember that. And it still holds true today that 
Bailey, I want to know. That's them. And that's, um, that's why this show is so important, too. And that's why these reintroductions are so important. Because now we're going to see... It's like it's like the good old days when you had the boy band and you put a bunch of you know cute girls in the video and they'd go screaming. So then you'd know, oh, okay, these guys are popular. And, uh, I mean, not that... <laughs> you know, I didn't fall for that. <laughs> no way. Uh, but, you know, everybody else would fall for it and go, oh, okay, that's the boy band I should follow because there's a bunch of cute girls. Uh, anyways, I just gave that away. <laughs> that's how my thought process worked when i was a kid yep and now um, <clears throat> but uh so yeah you, you've got these opportunities for the fans to make to make their hometown maybe not heroes but at least homegrown uh talent uh superstars super yeah, duper I stars think the, the only kind of weird weird step is i liked how tyler bates and trent seven were treated like superstars you know they just yeah. cut came out and cut a promo they didn't even you know right they didn't do anything in the ring um like you said we got introduced to flash uh mark um the coffee brothers looks like that's gonna be a few that's gonna last for a while i think the Dave only little mastiff. oh i thought yeah. we were going to oh and this. i like mastiff too uh yeah just give fun. him a short squash um, i hope that he becomes tag partners with dosevich sorry Tucky. oh right. Tucky. no i can't <laughs> lose my Tucky. Tucky, Tucky. um the only time the crowd was a little like a little off was when tony storm came out they rooted for her because you know, she has the charisma, and she looks really cool, and she's a great wrestler, but she's the only one not from the UK. So I did think it was a little weird that leading the UK women's division is not someone from the United Kingdom. Well, I I know the, uh, at least at least from the posters, so this is kind of silly. Uh, see, this is how, this is what I know, Mike. This is how wrestling, uh, quote-unquote, journalism is, any journalism is supposed to work. You don't just make something up, so I'm going by a poster. <coughs> <laughs> uh it's Rhea ripley that's all over those those posters so I, I always thought she was supposed to be the leader of the the nxt because hmm. this was like a who's who of who's on the roster i mean that's what that's what that first episode was so you know what go f- you, you and your no i'm kidding <laughs> i don't know it's just i just wondered um kind of what that i wonder if that's kind of given allusions to who's going to come out on top for the may young classic like you know they have put Pete Dunne on a pedestal. So now he's going to obviously be the leader of NXT UK. He's going to keep holding that belt. Um, you know, he did really well in the tournament. Um, you know, Tyler well, Bates did too. And to legitimize that whole women's division, if you're coming in ice cold, right? Right. That means they're more than likely going to have that winner represent the UK. Is that right? So... Booking wise, is that what you would do? Because we already have, you know, an established roster from the U.S. that we know and love. Here's here's my thing. Um, I'm not sure if we even know that this is going to be broadcast on a weekly basis, month after month, like NXT is. Okay, like I, I'm I, I know that the schedule's up, but I'm just saying I don't I don't and it's and think about the time that it's on TV. I. Feel feel like this is the beginning of maybe a, a turn for the wwe network and i don't know if they're going to put i think they still here's my point uh i'll just make it clear cut is i i think whoever wins that may young classic has to be on nxt i and i think the women's roster right now on on nxt isn't that strong uh if you think about how long nikki cross has been on that roster and how we've already said she should be called up and she's still there, and she's doing matches with Bianca Belair, which we'll get into, that didn't even finish. 
we know Shayna's out the door. Um, I just I, I I think the 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 main goal here is always NXT first, and then you'll be supplemented in and out out of the NXT UK because this is still development. This is still like the UK's version of the Performance Center, so they're gonna have UK talent build that up. Um, you know, and I think I think Rhea Ripley is is that that name that's going to build up the the uk side because at least just from the posters I always look like she was in the front so that's what i'm saying it and that's my guess but um i guess that being said you'd think uh we could jump into the may young classic and give our guess uh so maybe we're gonna see Rhea and tony storm at the end and they'll just bounce between maybe um because we're did. gonna know after this wednesday I mean, do you want to dive into the May Young Classic? Is that what you want to do? Um, I mean, like for well, NXT it, UK, did you have any final thoughts? Um, I do like hearing Nigel McGuinness. Um, any excuse to hear more of his commentary? Um, he's going to be I'm a busy man. For. He's yeah. a busy man. Um, no, I, I, I think with that show, you know, we, we got that taste. There isn't much storyline to go through yet. We know, you know, like we saw the the run in uh, by Flash, or not the run in, but at least the save by Flash. Like we we didn't really get too much, so we can probably guess that there's a tag match between the Coffee Brothers. Like that's that's all we know. Right. Um, we haven't had so, any story building promos. Right. We just go. All right. That was fun, and it was good enough that I'm looking forward to the next episode. And the crowd was so hot, I can't. You know, like that's what that's what that's the story. That's what I'm excited about. Um, yeah. So I am comfortable going, all right, good job, WWE, you nailed it again. Are we going to be able to cover this every week? <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch we, it every we week. We already have 205 Live that we're not giving any time to, because that would be hour 10 of WWE programming. Well, um, uh, I think what we could do is adopt the same sort of uh, how we cover Raw and SmackDown as we go, uh, Drew McIntyre showed up. All right, have a good day, everybody. That was Brothers of Discussion. So <laughs> I think I think there's a way to cover it. Um, we we got to get those important storylines. I just I really like um, and we're gonna we're about to talk about it for a little bit in the May Young Classic is the UK crowds. It makes me want to watch um, that kind of kind of British strong style um, of wrestling. Um, and that, you know, it's something that you don't really get, I feel, if you're watching Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, is the guys really slapping the crap out of each other. Yeah. Because um, it's, a, I think it was in, you know, three of the four matches that were featured were some really stiff, like, open palm strikes uh, that did not feel good. Um, like, <laughs> I would take a John Cena, you know, sixth move of death, but I don't really want to get slapped around by Mark Andrews. I don't really want to get hit by Pete Dunne or Noam Dar. <laughs> I don't want to get hit by Mastiff. I don't want to get hit by Tony Storm kicks. Those all look like they're big owies. I would want to get hit by, you know, maybe Nikki Bella. Not Brie Bella, because she'd probably break my neck somehow. But most of the roster on Raw and SmackDown, I feel like I could take those punches. But not these guys in the UK. That, that looks like it hurts. Um, I, I, I'm going to mention real quick, too. I just Googled it. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm super dumb, so forgive me. Um, not only is is Tony Storm Australian uh, yeah. and New Zealand born, uh, so is Rhea Ripley. So oh <laughs> man, double dipping, All right? Yeah. that's why we um, do our research here, brothers. Yeah, of discussion. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would, I would like to jump into the May on Classic. Um, I think you know where they're at. You know, with the final eight ladies. Yeah, 
it was far and away, you know, the most talented people. But the four who won, it was clearly the most talented of those eight. Like, it, I don't think it was really a question, you know, that there maybe should have been something booked differently. I think it was booked exactly like it should have been. Um, so you're yeah. going to get Tony Storm versus Mako Satomura. Um, you're going to get Io Shirai, who, man, they are... I really want her to win, but she kind of looks like she's in the Kota Ibushi situation. Um, I know she's signed, it's a little different because she's actually signed to WWE, but I would be shocked if they had, you know, Kyrie and Io both win this tournament. Um, but Io's going to fight Rhea Ripley, um, you know, in the, in the semifinals. Um, as far as the, the, the matches went, um, we did have a little variety, even though it wasn't super intentional, because Tegan Knox legitimately destroyed her own knee, um, and she's gonna be on the shelf again. Um, definitely a bummer. Uh, the company values her a lot, though. I, I really liked how they had, you know, Triple H kind of come out and say, hey, this sucks, you know, I had boo-boos too. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they would have done that for any of the girls on the roster. <laughs> You'll come back. Uh... <laughs> No, you the man. Um, <laughs> one thing I was really excited about was Diana Perazzo finally losing because she has the worst entrance song in maybe all of WWE. It's just kind of this slow, kind of bum 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 bum. Well, there aren't enough bum, songs bum, that you can slow dance to, you know, bum, when you go bum, through the roster, and I I feel like bum, that's what bum, that's what you're getting out of uh, Deanna's bum, song. Bum. I mean, if you're not getting excited dun, right now, dun. I don't know how you could be a WWE fan. That was uh, <laughs> a perfect rendition of Perazzo's entrance uh, theme. What I... But yeah, I, I know what you're saying. And, and honestly, she didn't look super great. Um, and... and, and I've said it before. This this tournament yeah, was this, not as good it was as just, last year's. It's just because it was more. Um, this felt more like you know this is our our youngsters in NXT versus people who are established. Yeah. So that's where like when Mako fought Lacey Lane, you know you can see Lacey Lane. You know there's there's those those little glimpses where you're like, ooh, she's gonna be good someday, but she right. just wasn't quite polished. Um, and that's one thing I wanted to bring up too, talking about. I, I wish United States crowds would learn um, how to treat wrestling events like the UK crowds do. But it would also be cool if, um, you know, like female wrestlers or, or heck, even the male wrestlers would learn that discipline uh, that the, the women Japanese wrestlers have. Um, I just feel like every time I watch them, it's this super duper polished product. I don't feel like I've ever been watching a Japanese female wrestler learning how to wrestle or that they've ever been like raw or green it just always looks like they know what they're doing like they have total fluidity with their their body motions mm-hmm. um their body language whenever they you know are selling you know a leg injury an arm injury it looks like it's legitimate pain um they have this really like crisp look to them it always seems like they have this um you know very photogenic smile um, they're always very camera aware, very camera ready. Um, and in that match against uh, Mako versus Lacey, 
you know, obviously Mako's been in the game since WC- WCW, so she's you know got years on her. But yeah, um, you know even in even in EO's match, um, you know against Perazzo, Perazzo's not bad. I mean she she got cursed with that god awful song, but um, Perazzo has some real you know uh, wrestling dexterity. She's got a pretty cool finisher. You know she kicks pretty hard. Um, I like her submission move on the on the mat where she has that kind of arm bar where she kind of crosses both arms behind your back. Um, yeah. But it just it was just like a completely different sport when EO was out there. Um, <laughs> you know, getting her offense in, or even when she was selling, or when she was you know taking a tumble or taking a bump or going off the ropes. It just seemed like every single move was this this super polished product. Yeah. And so I don't think it's a surprise at all that, you know, in this final four, you know, we've got two two people representing Japan. Um, just because that, that country, whatever wrestling school those women are going to, they, man, they are just perfectly teaching the discipline of professional wrestling. So I don't know if either of them are going to win again because yeah, of sh- what they did last Japan. year. Yeah, I don't know if either of them are going to win <laughs> because of uh, Kyrie and they're, they're already kind of, you know, not well, not super excited to have more people on top who can't, you know, like English is not their native tongue, so they're yeah. they're not able to cut super crisp promos. But man, as far as an in ring product, you know, it it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, I think you look at the investments that they've made uh, with Japanese talent and what they've done with them so far because of what they perceive as what's working and what's not working. Um, and again. Main focus with new content is never hardcore fans. It's always how can we get more people to adopt or yeah. or convert to being WWE fans, at least casual fans. Yeah. Uh, the answer is is to the WWE is never someone that struggles with the uh, English language. So they're polished because that's. I mean, you except know, for Bobby they, Lashley. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, he's got a he's got a voice now. Um, yeah, when's Leo Rush going to be the next Jimmy Hart? We just need him to manage all the Japanese wrestlers. Um, so, <laughs> no, uh, I, and you, you know what I'm saying. I, yeah. I mean, it's they're they're not going to bring over uh, someone that doesn't speak English and also isn't a polished wrestler. I, I just, to me, I yeah, I know I, you're I know right. You're saying you're, you're going to be good at something, but it's just like, man, you know, we we got some real gems here from japan and and i mean real ripley and tony storm that that rounds out a really good final four like I, i'm yeah. really excited for next wednesday um i, I really don't want to see any of these women lose the only one that's Aww. guaranteed to lose is is mako because she's just kind of there to put over the young talent yeah um but it would be really cool for her to get like a like a mickey james contract you know to see her be say... on the roster and put some people over I wouldn't be surprised, actually. I know that what you said is is the way to go and have her put over, uh, you know, the the growing young roster. But um, yeah. you know, don't be don't don't be shocked if she wins. And that's the story they want to tell is you know the final match is the vet versus you know Rhea Ripley or Io. I, I'll just put that out there. I I think that's that's a possibility just kind of for the swerve effect you know like we all know that miko is going to get eliminated but that's that's my two cents on that uh but I just, we've I, I really enjoyed that hour programming i just really want to get that out there uh yeah and whoever wrote that tegan knox 
her ta- doing the Suicina and injuring her knee on the dive. That was that was really well done. Um, and then they brought out the refs. You know, they brought out the medical team. You know, she got the slow clap um, because she did have a legitimate injury. So they had to they had to find a way to stuff these four really good contests into one hour, and you know, still have to deal with Tegan's unfortunate injury. So um, I don't know if you've watched the entire <laughs> you gotta tournament. Got to deal with but, this shit. But yeah, if as a wrestling <laughs> fan, you should be watching May Young. That was a re- that was a really good hour, and then next next Wednesday is going to be hey, even better. Everybody, watch what you have time to watch. Watch no. what you want to watch. That's that's no. The, you watch what, what I, I tell like you. You watch what I tell you. All right. <laughs> I hate being told to watch New Japan Pro Wrestling when people are just, it's the same shit. God damn you, <laughs> fucking. All right, let's talk NXT. Yeah, we got uh, Bobby Fish is back. Not, Mike. This isn't NXT derivative. This is NXT. All right, UK, calm down. We made it first. Uh, Bobby Fish back with the Undisputed Era. Spoiler how, how alert. Long... Yeah, oh, uh, if, if all the posts from WWE <laughs> social media weren't enough, uh, a week later, uh, spoiler alert, you're listening to Brothers of Discussion. If you've been Bobby in a Fish time machine, if you've been in a vault, back. and the first thing you did was listen to Brothers of Discussion before you watched any programming, spoiler alert, Bobby Fish is back. <laughs> and that is Undisputed. Well, yeah, and, and you can tell I'm excited about this. I mean, because we saw this, him on TV. The... It's, there's nothing to dispute. He's on TV. Uh-huh. But anyway, man, go ahead. Yeah. Take that's the floor, man. Yeah. Uh, so we're not going to talk about that it happened because uh, I don't I don't think the spoiler alert was necessary. That was This is exactly where I wanted to go. <laughs> and then you said spoiler alert. Um, we all know Bobby Fish is back. So let's talk about what what's happening next. It, is, uh, we've talked last week about Undisputed Era getting the call-up. Is... Roderick Strong sticking around is, uh, and the one thing I'll tell you to be honest, the one thing that makes me believe he's sticking around is that they just made a new T-shirt and and it has an S on that. it. Yeah, like we gotta like get these hats my, off the shelf. Yeah, like they waited so long, and Roderick Strong is going out there for so long without a T-shirt, uh, or with his name on a T-shirt. Yeah, that I was just you know that just kind of seemed like, oh he'll he'll get knocked out, it's but now just... he's on the T-shirt. <laughs> that's the only thing right now but but is the undisputed era do they have an opportunity now to to, to be more you know f- uh fiendish more more of a heel group if we all we all we all love undisputed era but if they turn their back on roddy just because bobby fish is healthy again and the, it, to them it was always like well we're a three-man group so that's you know we don't need you anymore roddy like that that would be a despicable move like that would be a great a great opportunity for roddy to to try and become relevant again as a single wrestler uh, you know i always hated roddy as a single wrestler but um you know what I, I again the argument is for me he's on the t-shirt so they're not gonna knock him off but uh, storyline wise i think that would be really fun is if you know they go through war games which i will admit I do know what the War Games main event is now. I I may have looked up spoilers. Oh uh, no! Yeah, Maddie. Well, so I don't think spoiler Roderick, alert, everybody. Roderick's, the main event of I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. Roderick um, is he's going to stick around for a while. I, I don't think storyline wise you want to focus on Undisputed Era breaking up because this is a faction that they're going to bring no, into you know Raw or SmackDown at some point. I'm not saying that it would happen now. I'm saying that it could happen in the future. Oh, like, well, is, I, I'm not, yeah, like they, I, it's, I uh, you know, it'll be, 
you could build it up like the shield like it it just not not yet but maybe in december you know the the cracks start to show uh in undisputed era and that i, I mean i think i think there is like that that is a, a part of undisputed era's story like they came in as that three-man group because you know as as we all know they, they were all working together for a while um and they've worked together in the past and Roderick Strong wasn't necessary. I mean, even though they worked with him too, he wasn't necessarily part of their group of friends storyline wise. Um, so, you know, it just goes to say their, their character is we used you Roddy because we needed you, but now Bobby's here. So meh. And that seems so undisputed era. Like it seems, it seems to fit their, their persona the same way. Uh, and we'll talk about Alistair Black it never fit for him to hold the title because he's not the glory. His character was never, I, I, I need gold around my waist. And then he showed up wearing like suits and stuff to the ring like that, where he is now, where Alistair black is now is that same opportunity that undisputed era has by knocking Roderick strong off the team like that. That feels more. What? What, what are you talking about? Where Alistair Black doesn't hold the title, and he's got someone he needs to teach a lesson now. Like, that fits Alistair Black's character than him walking around holding the title. Right. Can you can you say what you were saying about Undisputed Era again? It fits their character to, like, as as a team, to say, ah, we're done. We're done with you, Roddy. Meh. You're, you're done. Uh, well, that's one opinion. Uh, I don't agree with that at all. Um... Why not? Why isn't that a part of their character? Because they're just about four buddies who like winning. And they like winning and having the numbers advantage. So I don't understand why they would suddenly start infuting. I don't think that that's got a lot of foundation to it. I think this is going to be something that sticks what around for a while. What are you talking about? You don't see how that fits their character as, a, as that team? No. Like they brought, they grabbed Roderick Strong because they wanted to hold on the, to the titles. They weren't like doing a favor for Roderick Strong. No, it's just because it was advantageous. Right. So now they don't need him. It's anymore. not advantageous why... for them to kick him out of the group if he's still getting them gold and championships. They want to have anybody on their team who can do that. They don't. But that's that's why you look at it from what was the relationship before? It was the three of them, and they were trying to make them that those three look strong. I, I I don't know how you can't see that there's a possibility. I'm not saying this yeah, is we're the saying, only way. Yeah, there's wait, definitely wait, 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 wait. anything's I'm possible, not saying... Matt. There's a possibility, but that's not something that they're writing like right now. That's something that's many, 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 many months away. Right, and I get that, but don't don't say that there this doesn't fit. Like this could never work. Like that totally fits Undisputed mm. Era. Like if they. If Roderick got annoying or what have you, like, if it just turned into Bobby Fish needed to slot himself into the tag title. Um... Yeah, but the story for them is never Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish are the three best. It's always Undisputed Era. So if they happen to have a good wrestler in Undisputed Era who's winning gold, that's in their character. Mm, I, I get it. Like, yes. I just don't, like, I don't know how you could say. I don't know. I'm not, I, I wouldn't want to focus on this too much because it's not going to happen anytime soon. Um, I gotcha. But uh, I, I still don't know how you could say you can't imagine Undisputed Era making a decision to 
<laughs> knock off Roger. Like, I, I mean, you're putting I words it. in like, my I mouth that I never said. I know you don't want it, but it doesn't I also make haven't sense. said it. I'm just saying that, you know, it's not anything that's on the horizon. You know, we got probably oh. not till takeovers, two takeovers at least. God damn it. Before we even think about that idea. They're going to be doing, like, the New Day Freebird rules, defending the tag titles. I hate the Brothers of Discussion so much. I hate one Brother of Discussion. I really love myself, so that narrows it down, Matt. All right. Um, Alistair Black came back. um, Yeah, he did. And he interfered in one of the, I think, more surprising, uh, interesting feuds on NXT, which is Nikki Cross versus Bianca Belair. Um... You talk about a, a good recipe. I mean, this they have some real chemistry. Um, Nikki's nuttiness versus, I guess, Bianca's, um, you know, f- power game. Um, but yeah, that match, you know, we didn't get a clean finish because we want to keep that feud going. And we got to see Aleister Black use his Undertaker powers. Um, and he turned off the lights. And then he must use the remote control to turn them back on. And then he was popping a squat in the middle of the ring because he had some secrets he wanted to go over with Nikki Cross. And Nikki told him a secret and then he got red like a tomato and then he was like... <laughs> and then NXT went off the air. <laughs> um, yeah, so that... I mean, that's... Uh, we've got Aleister Black back. Uh, how long does this take him to resolve this? Because we... You know, are we gonna find out next week who who did it? Because you think about it, it doesn't make sense for Alistair to wait, right? Well, I think this first week all, what he... we're gonna see is Alistair's gonna storm into William Regal's office, and he's like, "Listen here, William, I really want to match with." Absolutely, Alistair Black. Next week you will have a match with the person you just named, and then they're gonna stretch but... this out for another six months. No. That doesn't make any sense for the character. <laughs> He's going to whisper so... the name, and William Regal's going to whisper it back. This goes right back to, to what I was saying about his character. Like, uh, he's not a guy to sit and wait. Like, And then Marlo's got... going to say, Oh, Alistair's going to deliver the name, and we go off the air again! Oh, no! See you next week at NXT. <laughs> Will Alistair Black finally say who he's going to fight? Find out. I just uh, like it. It almost has to be settled as soon as possible for it to for it to make sense. Like, it 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 just would be so confusing to have him wait. I'm gonna wait for the right time. What? This guy like almost ruined your career storyline wise. Like, how yeah. did you just? And you're Alistair Black. You've always been about it's time to kick some ass. Like, oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, just the one thing that, you know, like, WWE likes to plant the seed. Well, I guess any responsible wrestling show should be planting the seed. But they said uh, Nikki Cross, was her secret was going to shock the system. Which was a little weird, but storyline-wise, I don't think it fits. Because Undisputed Era is going to be, you know, focused on yeah. War Raiders. They're going to be focused on Ricochet. And according to Matt, focused on breaking up. Uh, but I just wanted to get a rise out of you, Matt. Ah. Um, yeah, I don't, it's <laughs> I'm not getting be, good radio. It's yeah. not, <laughs> it's not going to be undisputed here. It's somebody else. Just, just a little bizarre that they use that phrasing. No, it's, um, it's all, I get it. Like they're trying to set you up for the swerve. Like they want to, 
I, I'm sure they'll maybe they'll do something else about uh, Champa or something like that. But I, I, I still come back to the fact that this is, has to be. Is War Games in November? Yeah. Okay, so we'll have this settled at War Games, right? Yeah. yeah. They, they've already teased like on Twitter that everything's been, uh, everything's been taped. So there are people right now in the world that know everything because they watched everything get taped. And do you know everything because you looked up spoilers? I know the War Games main event. Oh my god. Alright. Well, we are on minute 50. If you include the theme song, we're probably on like minute 51 or 52. Alright. We'll cut Let's... the song. Alright, so, go ahead. <laughs> uh, anything else from NXT you want to talk about? Because I know, you know, Nikki Cross and Bianca is a hell of a match. I'm kind of, you know, uh, we didn't get the finish, but that's fine because they'll get another opportunity. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, I'll watch them fight forever. That's okay. I'm fine. I'm not bored of that feud yet. Yeah. But uh, another great show from NXT. Uh, and, and Wednesday is now just absolutely loaded, and I feel bad that we don't have anything to say about 205 Live because I don't want to... I don't want to be that journalist I complained about earlier that uh, I didn't actually watch it. I know that it was a great match, um, and I know we have a number one contender now for the NXT title, but um, yeah. So uh, we got to find another hour out of the, <laughs> the now that, 20 hours we spend each week I on know. wrestling. Jesus. Uh, but now that we've gone through all the programs that we actually have a passion for, now we can get into the main roster. Yay! Yay! Um, we should probably dive into SmackDown 1000 because it was the 1,000th episode. Um, you know, we had cameos from all the, you know, the old people. Uh, we even got a Vince cameo, and he came out and did a dance break with our truth and Carmella, which was not surprising. Uh, you know, it's kind of WWE's weird sense of humor. Um, you know what? I I'm gonna say to that. I think it would have been better if they did not come out. Um, just with all the stuff with Saudi Arabia, I'm, I'm going to say that, not that this opinion is needed, nobody really cares, but I don't, I thought that was kind of dumb. I think they should have just, you know, yay, our show's here, let's let the fans enjoy the show that, you know, pretty much fills our, our wallets with cash, and yeah. we're making shitty decisions now, so I'm not going to go on TV. That's what I'm going to say about that, uh, but good for uh, good for our truth you know uh making himself relevant with that show that's that's the good part about the dance the dance party the yeah uh, truth truth tv there we go yeah my favorite moment from uh smackdown 1000 uh was the bar defeating the new day to become the new tag team champions yeah and it's because it had an homage to the 1000th episode because the big show had his 1000th heel face turn uh when he <laughs> turned to heel again um, and for no reason at all, put poor Kofi Kingston through a pancake table. Um, so Big Show, pretty cool. Um, looking forward to episode 2000 where Big Show will again switch face to heel or heel to face. We'll see. Matt, your favorite <laughs> moment from episode 1000? Uh, it's got to be the uh, interview with uh, Edge and Becky because Oh, you're that... forgetting Batista, by the way. Yeah, am I? um that oh, interview all right <laughs> that interview was going in such a poor direction where edge all of his success all of the reasons that he can come back to the wwe like it, it's just 
it, it, we go back to the first time Becky was trying to turn heel and how dumb that was. That's how dumb Edge's, you know, lines were. Yeah, but Becky, um, they're still trying to turn her heel in that promo, and the crowd is still rooting for her. Right, but that's where it worked. Like, I, uh, she says, I, I love myself, you know? I, I don't like myself. I love myself. Like, that was... Ah, that was so great, and it, it was just, it was almost like what they wanted to have happen in that in that moment, and then the fans go nuts when she says she loves herself. It was, it was just great. It, it was almost as if, um, you know, uh, 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 without without them actually wanting this to happen, you know, that 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 Becky's delivery and how much we love Becky just just made that segment turn into what it was supposed to turn into just another opportunity for becky to to remind us that her character even though they're trying to her character isn't evil she's just doing what charlotte has always done which is think of herself first and it's just for us we know that she's better than charlotte um you know regardless of maybe she is maybe she isn't i don't know but, you know, for me and that character, I know that she's better than Charlotte. And now that she's been able to prove it, and now she's got this attitude of, you know, fuck, fuck this roster. I'm all about me now. I'm not about, you know, making anybody else happy. And, uh, you know, with the way they wanted this segment to go, uh, I think, because Edge is such a strong voice uh, for, for the WWE universe, and for it to go so far against it just helped push becky that much further and this character that for whatever reason they're still trying to make us hate and i i don't know anybody right now that doesn't like the direction of becky lynch so it's just to me we've got becky 316 you know to Mm. to to the next next degree see i feel like if she was just gonna be like that charlotte mentality or even aj styles where the the like the character is that i'm the best so i'm i'm not worried about other people i'm just worried about me and all i care about is winning and having championships but it just seemed a little tone deaf the the promo because the crowd is 100 percent behind her they do not like charlotte they do not want her to win um and so if she was just gonna be yeah. kind of arrogant and say hey i'm the best you know I'm, I'm i love myself for changing my priorities you know, when I love my friends, I was at the bottom of the card. Now I'm on posters. Now I have gold around my waist. You know, this is working for me, Edge. You you don't know what you're talking about. That that would have been better for me. But her comment about Edge, don't hurt your neck on the ropes. It was just kind of a, kind of a, felt kind of cheap. Like, um, you know, Becky's still, she's still a bad guy. And that, that was just a mean, like, heelish comment. It wasn't somebody who just cares about, you know, priority one um you know winning gold um it worked for me because edge is is this character that was in the ring talking to becky isn't the edge that we know and she's verbally attacking this weird edge that regrets all of his championships and wouldn't even be in the ring at that time talking to becky um if he didn't do what he what he did because uh, he just wouldn't be mem- he wouldn't be a memorable character, so I I think it you know organically worked. I know what you're saying. Like 
the way that they wrote it is wrong, but that's why, you know, like, that goes back to my point. That's why I liked it so much, because they wanted it to go in a direction that would, um, you know, benefit their Charlotte is, you know, poor old Charlotte, and, oh, golly gee, I wish she could be given a shot at the title again, like, I, which is ridiculous i wish this uh, no name i wish this no name underdog would get a chance you know right but the fact that it completely went the other way is why this was my favorite segment like the the fact that they have pie in their face is why this is my favorite segment i i just i i tweeted about it where i was like this was almost my least favorite segment of all time but then the way becky ended it and i know again I, i know mike i know that that wasn't their goal but the way it ended with her saying that and then the crowd going nuts for it, I, that, that's what makes it memorable for me. Those, those are the moments that are, um, you know, closer to real when the crowd can, can just say, well, forget what the WWE wants us to think. We're going to react however we want. And, uh, you know, it goes, it goes back to the, the Becky Lynch beating up Charlotte and how crazy the crowd went. I'm going to remember that better, you know, more than if it was them giving in and um you know all right well becky you're a face now because then all of her stuff just becomes stone cold well, she doesn't regurgitation and and this is more i think you know making it special for becky nah. i don't know i would have went the i'm just better than you route not you know don't hurt your neck so i would, I would have removed that um i thought it was funny I think it. I, it was well, a real well, knee slapper. Well, I'll give you that. Um, but uh, Jesus, um, the other thing that we should probably touch on is uh, the Batista tease. Uh, because on Twitter he was no selling it for a while. That WWE's not calling me. I don't think anything's ever going to happen. And then he gets to come out there and make a dick joke at Ric Flair's expense, um, and basically uh, pretend to put Triple H over so he can plant the seed for a, a match at maybe WrestleMania. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe Survivor. Maybe as early as Survivor Series, Royal Rumble. Who knows? Um, but this is just just good booking by Batista. I don't I don't know who his agent is. Who you know said, hey, you know what? Give Disney the finger. We're gonna get you back in WWE. You're gonna be a star. Even <laughs> after what happened with Daniel Bryan, that huge fiasco. You are you are money, my man. Um, well, like, I, here's the thing. That crowd um, was hungry for Batista. Let me tell you. I, I just thought, like, this this didn't necessarily make me mad, but this should make you mad with your, you don't like the, the Becky getting over Edge. Um, but, uh, you know, Evolution was never a part of SmackDown. Oh. Ever. Eh. <laughs> it got Batista on TV. I don't care. I know. I, I just thought, like, you know, if we're, we're going to be mad at Becky. We're going to have <laughs> all these guys from 2008 be on there. You know, we had Undertaker, uh, Batista... Yeah. Um, so please let that happen. And I know Triple H is, unless you're from WCW, like your name's Sting, like Triple H is going to let you win, you know. Yeah, um, that's his boy. Yeah. And then the other return, uh, Matt, I know you were very excited for this. Rey Mysterio is back in WWE yeah. on the main roster. He's going to be a full-timer, apparently. Man, he is and... so talented. I don't hate him like you do, okay? I... I get the appeal. I like his booyakayas. Um, he's really good at selling. Um, I like his little every. I know every match with him has to be the underdog story because he's like five foot one, uh, eighty seven pounds or whatever he is. But yeah, um, yeah, he got to 
make Nakamura look ridiculous. Um, and <laughs> further bury Shinsuke uh, yep. on the wrestling card for SmackDown. Um, I don't know what this means for Shinsuke's contract, if he is officially re-signed or what. Um, but uh, I, I, I definitely don't think that's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess that Rey Mysterio is going to get a title match against Shinsuke because he beat him in a non-title match. Um, does this mean that almost certainly that Nakamura is losing that U.S. belt to Rey Mysterio? Um, I don't know how they continue if this if this is a feud or anything. Only because this was Rey Mysterio getting into that you know silly crown jewel tournament. Um, so I don't know if it was like a one-off. Uh, just to just to put him into that into that tournament, but um, I mean, yeah, it makes sense that if he doesn't win the tournament, then uh, you know that's his next step. I I get, jeez. Uh, um, I mean, I don't really like Nakamura being in the the U.S. title picture. Um, you know, I love Nakamura. I'd rather. Uh, he he was given an opportunity to try and get himself over um and i wish the fans could be a little more open-minded in regards to nakamura and let him try and create a character um but i know you know they're just not having it and, and that those are my wants so you know what what's probably gonna happen is he's he is gonna lose that title and that'll be the end of his career with the wwe yeah <laughs> and then he'll have his triumphant return at new japan and we'll have a bunch of people going see that's how you use nakamura <laughs> i understood that entire dialogue okay um <laughs> has nakamura already had his biggest moment in wwe when he won the royal um, rumble yeah when he won let's let me add a caveat to that he won the mid card royal rumble because that was the year that the royal rumble wasn't even the main event the male one it was the female one <sighs> yeah <laughs> just to make sure that he's not a priority, you know, when they do like yeah. a Royal Rumble highlight video or when they do Royal Rumble by the numbers. Don't forget in 2018, there wasn't a male one, just a female one. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow we didn't have a winner at the Royal Rumble. I uh, just figured the asterisk will just say it wasn't main event. You know, Nakamura won 2018, and then in small writing, this wasn't the main event, though. Didn't count until 2019, when Roman Reigns <laughs> would eliminate 29 of the 30 superstars. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is you think about all the things that they have yet to do. That still might happen one day in the WWE. <laughs> just for Roman? Maybe. Somebody's going to eliminate 29 guys in that Royal Rumble. That'll be when people don't care about the Royal Rumble anymore, but that could happen, Mike. You you make jokes, but we're going to be sitting there one day, and we're going to watch a Royal Rumble that lasts exactly as how long it takes to get 28 superstars to the ring. <laughs> because they're all going to be eliminated immediately by some Roman Reigns-y type character. I just want to put that out there. Um, uh, so what else happened on SmackDown? We had the Usos beat AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. What a wonderful way to get that feud kicked off. Um. <laughs> well, I think it's funny that last week we had The Miz saying, wow, a gentleman's contest, riveting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so then they have the two, uh, you know, historically 
faces, two beloved characters fight. I thought the you real were gonna say team. white. Two, two historically two. white. Uh, <laughs> uh, for the most part, white characters. Yeah. Uh, one against Usos, who are two Samoan characters. Um, <laughs> so here's my thing, Matt. Yeah. I, I like the booking decision as far as the tag team that's used to tagging with each other that has chemistry their their nickname their the usos is brother in samoan okay the brothers beat aj styles and daniel bryan who've never tagged up before great they should have won yeah now riddle me riddle me this matt why was this match booked in the first place so Uh, the outcome this is one of those rare instances where the outcome yes the booking why Oh, uh, well, I, I mean, uh, I guess there's no other, like, like, like they weren't going to do another, which would have been great. Uh, I would have been fine with another Miz, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan promo. Um, but you, you know, you're opening the show and, uh, Vince McMahon wants to go out there and get applause from the fans, um, you know, to build up his ego. So that's, that's your, that's your open open for the show so you're not going to go two promos in a row and you also know you're doing a segment of batista so they're gonna fight and you got to put aj styles and daniel bryan on the show and i guess you know to make it worthwhile you have them fight you know a, a second third best team best tag team on the roster i i, I mean that's why it happened i don't I don't like it. I've never liked this this stupid style of booking of oh they're gonna fight each other so let's make them a tag team for a little bit. I I don't I don't know. I mean it wasn't even like they had miscommunications and they bumped into each other. One of them kicked the other. It was just you know they uh, they lost and the Usos won and they should have won and I I agree with you there. It's just this is dumb lazy booking for me yeah uh I, I think it was just a way for you to get you know uh some of your bigger guys on the card um yeah that's all it was yeah you know um besides that uh, you know we, we touched on all the old timers coming back and hopefully we do get to see oh, you know more yeah. of batista than less well we forgot to mention our our worst the worst segment on the show was all the fans that came to the show thinking they were going to get to see The Undertaker. They did. Ugh. And then he just goes, you know, I got three words for you. Suck it. it. And... <laughs> <laughs> really suck it. Suck, suck it. <laughs> suck this one. I, you know, if it's if it's one thing that I, I hope a majority of the fans hate the idea of this crown jewel happening... You know, to to come out and have a three-word segment for The Undertaker just to do another promo for that dumb match, I I don't I don't get it. I I thought that was that was dumb. That was just as dumb Undertaker as The Undertaker had to get on the bus to do that. Ugh, what a waste. <laughs> he couldn't have um, cut that like on a on a you know a black curtain segment somewhere at home. They made yeah. him do that. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of weird um well it was just as bad as the raw segment with uh kane in there i i just ugh, these yeah. segments are just awful i i don't know who's watching this and going oh man i'm getting juiced up watching these 80 year old men roll around in the ring like i i don't know 
let's let's cut back on the promos for this because I think we're all gonna be juiced up to see Shawn Michaels fight again. Yeah. We don't we don't we don't need to see a weekly promo and I don't I don't know the logistics. I don't think that this is helping sell tickets in Saudi Arabia. I don't think that's a problem. No. I don't like the way that their the contract sounds like it works doesn't sound like they need to fill out a stadium or need to continue to do promos for this match. Right. There, well, I let's talk it. about a good promo. Matt, Ronda Rousey. Promo of a lifetime for her. Yep. Anybody that has a problem with her doing this promo is just... Like, you should, you really need to stop watching WWE because Matt, this... what were some of the talking points of that promo, too? Well, if you're going to knock down a door, I don't know who... Like, if I was knocking down doors for the WWE, I would also knock down John Cena's door and see if what career I can make out of that. Um... That was beautiful. That, I I just, I the thing about it was, is there was so much truth in that. I don't know if I could have sat there and taken that promo if I was the Bellas. Because we all already say that. We all, like, go into these Bella segments and go, they're just here because they're on Total Bellas. And because one of them has sex with Daniel Bryan and the other one has you're used to have sex with john cena like maybe they take turns with twin magic who knows yeah like i i i don't know it's it's so okay so i I do know um you know and then ronda rousey comes out and and tears them all to pieces tears the both of them i shouldn't say all uh tears them both to pieces and uh you know it was great for her she still stumbled she yeah. still had to sit there and she does her weird face where she's trying to remember what she's supposed to say and it looks like she's ready to cry. <laughs> um and then she, you know, then she bitch like that um bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> so that, you know, it works. It, it it works for what we needed at that moment. But I I I just I come back to the fact that there was so much truth in this. And, you know, as much as I as much as I don't like the Bellas, and uh, I'm going to give them credit here. As much as I don't like them, they shouldn't be in this match. They shouldn't be in Evolution. They are everything that is against what Evolution is about, despite what they want to tell me, despite what Stephanie McMahon will say, despite what Daniel Bryan will say. The, they are the opposite of what the women's Evolution, the Revolution, was about. They are the opposite of Mako Satamara um, or Ronda Rousey. They but are to, to give and to give them credit, they stood there and took that right. like champs. Yep. So the thing is, if uh, I I will say I'll say this and we'll get your thought. Yeah. I think the better route to go to still have the Bellas involved was to have some like to have a tag team like Sasha and Bailey take them down. I think. That would have been no. more oh. accurate to what this show is supposed to be about. What? Yeah. I guess. What do you I, mean no? Because I know we got to sell some tickets for this Evolution pay per view because they're being real turd burglars and not nobody's buying them for some reason. They're still out there. All right. Um, well, I, riddle me this then. You think that people are seeing the Bellas around this card and they're going, "Oh boy, I'm buying a ticket now." I do. You do. Yeah, people like, like I think people it's like looking Ronda at Rousey. Them. They get real viewers on Entertainment Weekly. They, they get real. They get real viewers on E. They're on Entertainment Weekly. They they're 
People like him. We don't. Somebody does. So, at, at the very least, Brie Bella will not be fighting. It'll just be Nikki. Um, and if you're going to do basically a, an exhibition, more or less, because you're putting legends on there, you're doing a another women's battle royal, um, which none of the women are happy about, if you check out Twitter. Um, you're going to do a one-off short feud. I can stomach watching Ronda Rousey pummel those two because in a way that's kind of her pummeling you know that type of you know diva quote-unquote uh, diva wrestler with a with a real fighter yeah so it's not it's not too rough like the storyline works and then um you know it's it's meta it's a metaphor you know for this real women's evolution let's have a real women's champion hold the belt and be victorious wait, over wait. these two entertainers Wait, you... I, I don't even know if you were listening to what I said. That's what I just said I wanted to do with Sasha and Bailey, and you were like, mm, no, you don't want to do something like that. Here's what you want to do. Do... Have have the women's revolution be the focal point of the match. That's what I was just saying! And you no-sold it like, no, I don't think that's what you want to do. But they're what not the biggest... They're not the, the biggest... Same thing. No, we're putting the biggest names in one match. <laughs> We're putting the biggest names in one match. Bailey versus Brie Bella in a ring. It doesn't move the needle for anybody. You want to see Ronda pummel somebody, somebody you hate. And I don't know who else you're going to hate on short notice besides the Bellas. No, and I'm not I'm not saying this match doesn't work. I just, you no-sold it. And I will continue to no-sell it. <laughs> you're ridiculous. This is how you book, all right? This is why you are talking to me, all right? Okay, I don't know what to do with that, but I don't know. I just, uh, so yeah, under, I just, get... uh, I just buried myself. All right, so, <laughs> so yeah, we got we got that great, uh, or the best promo from Ronda Rousey. I will say, I don't want to say great because she still stumbles, and and you know she's the attraction is is her whipping ladies around because the storyline is that she's unbeatable. I guess at this point. Um, so yeah, that, that, that happened. Uh, Mike, we're hitting a, an hour and 15 minutes here. So yes. I do want to say McIntyre and Braun Strowman that get, that got my needle moving as you Ooh. like to put it. Um, yeah, I like that. If this feud's going to get started, that McIntyre's already got the better of Braun Strowman. I just, you know, we don't have to go too deep. I'm excited to see what happens next. I hope they don't book another three on three next week where we're just supposed to pretend that Braun Strowman isn't furious with McIntyre right now, that that would be yeah. kind of weird. Yeah. So we have to see something next Monday. Yeah, I really felt like the writing was going to be on the wall. Uh, but now both teams are kind of imploding, uh, with Dean really upset at Seth and Roman. And like you just said, uh, you know, Braun's going to have some uh, some people he wants to get his hands on. Um, namely, well, he's already crushed poor Dolph and... Now we're going to see what he's got in store for Mr. McIntyre, like you said. Um, yep. But just for a couple quick hits here. Oh, my God. Watching... Okay, so first of all, you feel really bad watching um, Tyler Breeze on the main roster. Because all he does, he's a jobber now. Um, yeah. But watching him job out to Bobby Lashley, I wasn't as upset as I would have been. Because I think they're doing... Whoever, whoever decided to make this a heel turn for Bobby... And give him Leo Rush as his mouthpiece, who just tries to get Bobby Lashley chance started mid-match yeah. with a microphone. That was a really good idea, because I hate Leo Rush right now, and I hate Bobby Lashley. 
um with bobby now he's just like the arrogant muscle man and he just flexes in your face uh michael cole is just saying he's got muscles on muscles he's got muscles he didn't know you had muscles in and i, I don't know what <laughs> michael's on a roll let him he's on fire let him go um an interesting character i like this turn it, it makes me want to see more bobby lashley matches because i want to see him get his comeuppance but you know he's probably gonna bury a few more baby faces and um I, yeah, I'm, I, I'm finally finally engaged in lashley feuds i'm in i like this idea I, um, I, I got you i'm glad this is a quick hit because i i it just makes me angry that um i don't know there's more guys that are gonna get buried for the sake of someone i don't know if anybody looks at again looks at the card and goes oh bobby lashley's on this card perfect i'm sold i'm coming i just like, uh i really like that idea of, of leo rush being the new jimmy hart um uh, where instead of a megaphone we actually give him a, a house mic and he can actually you can actually hear him in the back row yeah <laughs> um uh, the other fun thing was and it's kind of you know we've done episodes where we talk about how uh black superstars are mistreated they're you know usually kind of toiling away in the mid card or the bottom of the card yeah. um and apollo cruz lo and behold is back on tv um apparently he's gonna feud with elias yeah and in the writing room, I don't know who put this together. They gave Apollo Cruz the green light to uh, improvise a little bit, um, but it was like in the back in Gorilla, they just said, "Well, we should get Apollo on TV. We're paying him." And they're like, "Well, Elias isn't doing anything. I guess it's Apollo Cruz' turn." And so Apollo Cruz opens up his promo with Elias by saying, "Well, I guess it's my turn to interrupt you." <laughs> I don't know if he thought he was being meta with that, but it just really seemed like they ran out of ideas and they said, well, how about we get you in the ring with one of the best heel promo guys? How about that? And then you guys can feud for a little while. Like, it, it seemed like the most blatant, like, pulling the curtain of what wrestling is, you know, in terms of booking. So, um. yeah, I, I mean, for me, I, uh, it, it, it felt like, and meta's the right word, but, you know, maybe there's a little bit of anger in that, in that statement. Um, I think Apollo came in to NXT with like a, a ton of fanfare and man, if that firework didn't just fizzle out, you know, before it could, uh, before it could really shine. Um, but, uh, I, 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 I like this. I like everything Elias does. Um, so I'm not going to not like, uh, you know, the opportunity for another guy to try and get over with Elias, but Here's, here's the problem, and here's why Apollo might be upset that this is the route they're going, is no matter how hard he tries, everybody's going to continue to love Elias. And, and I mean, no matter how, how hard uh, Apollo tries. Yeah. So, you know, this this is... They do this to, to try and build up both guys, but I, I just... Elias is going to move on. He's going to get his next feud. You know, who's ever next after Apollo he'll keep getting built up even when he loses and you know then what apollo will disappear again yeah i don't know it was it was a tough promo for apollo because he he said a lot of real things like he's he even he basically said i'm not very charismatic i don't have a lot of jokes i'm just good in the ring and it was like yeah that's it's pretty true right and uh elias said yeah i've i've heard that you're pretty good i've never seen it and it was kind (laughs) of just it was a little too real. <laughs> We're getting some real shit here. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't 
Well, yeah, and, and and what's funny is, um, you know, how angry everybody gets about like when Ronda Rousey has her best promo so far, and then nobody goes, "What the fuck is this Apollo Cruz having this kind of promo for?" Like, I don't know. Uh, it's just sometimes the battles we pick to fight as WWE fans are are silly to me. I mean, um, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, Bobby Lashley now is, is now he's going to be a little more interesting because of, like, Leo Rush is extremely annoying. Um, he's really good at his job. So it's like if Enzo Amore could actually wrestle. Um, but yeah, I think Apollo Crews yeah. needs his Leo Rush uh, because he, he isn't funny. He's not charismatic. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully Elias can kind of, you know, do the Miz treatment on Apollo and find some way for us to care about him, but... Get this guy a mouthpiece. Get him a mouthpiece. Get him a get him a, an escort to the ring. Something. Help him out. Um, the last funny thing that I wanted to add is if you've been watching highlights on the WWE app, you get one commercial. You get Zack Ryder selling stink bombs, which are fart buddies, stink buddies, and they each have their own unique fart sound, emoji, and smell. Uh, buy yours today to join the farty. Matt, are we going to be buying these and giving them away to people who comment on the website? I think of we course. should. Yeah. Well, Here. I mean, now that we said it and we're putting this online, now I think we're legally bound by that. So yes. Um, good job there. <laughs> and I, I think they appreciate the the free ad we just gave our 500 Facebook and Twitter followers. So I'm really excited go, everybody. for the uh, Velveteen Dream uh, stink bombs. I hope it smells like a Velveteen fart. Uh. <laughs> well we do have we have to we have to do this real quick we got a question um from we uh one of our number one uh what do you what do you i'm losing the word um help followers me advocates disciples sure. lovers throws out questions Fanatics. for us yes um, so he did ask I, i'm gonna no sell his first question here so sorry we um i i didn't buy wwe 2k19 and i don't i don't know if anything could get me to do it because and the I question was are you guys excited for the new video game so we both said no because we'd been hurt in the past by some bad games yeah but what is our favorite wrestling game uh for me the one i have the most fond memories uh was wcw versus nwo revenge that I remember, like falling in love with with wrestling video games, and you and I, Mike, we would go to Blockbuster, we'd rent that sucker. We probably rented it like ten or twelve times. Yes, um, definitely I don't know why not we didn't eleven. Just buy it. <laughs> yeah, we probably should have bought it. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it's like leasing a car, you know. Like we're we're not gonna get anything out of it uh, once we have to give it back, but. Um, we couldn't quite, uh, you know, afford to just go ahead and buy the game at the time, but we can we can spend five bucks here or there. Anyways, uh, and we have no patience to save. That that's the real problem. Yeah, the game was really realistic. Um, like Rey Mysterio could not pin Hulk Hogan. It was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, uh, you know, it had Goldberg. It had you know the NWO, all those guys. Um, the other game that I wanted to mention is probably the first game we ever played. Um, that, that kind of introduced us to the whole thing was uh, WWF Royal Rumble. Uh, came out in like 1993, 94? Um, pretty old. Um, and you had like yeah. little 8-bit Undertakers and you could actually get, you know, about 10 guys in the ring. That was the fun part of it. They found a way to 
you know, have a Royal Rumble in a video game for the first time. So it wasn't just a one-on-one or a tag match. Um, then you had all the colorful guys, you know, the Sergeant Slaughters of the world, you know, the Hog- the Hogans, the Macho Mans, the Ultimate Warriors, those guys. Um, yeah, that was that was my favorite game. Um, but 2K19, I'm, I'm, if there's a ridiculously good sale on it, I might give it a shot just because I'm reading a lot of good things about it and people are saying that the, the graphics and the roster are that fun that you're willing to put up with a few little mechanical errors, you know, when you're in, in mid-match. Like, it's... It's beautiful enough to look at. They did a good enough job in that respect. Um, there isn't like a weird-looking CM Punk like there was one or two years ago. Um, well, there's also uh, the idea, too, and just I know we didn't really want to go too deep into this, but 2K already said they're going to redo the entire game, the whole yeah. plan, the whole strategy. So to me, that says this was a throwaway to them uh, because they made that announcement before this game even came out. So the real game will be 2K20. And that'll be the game I'll be buying because I don't like the gameplay of 2K's uh, wrestling right now. I think, honestly, I'm going to say it. I don't care if this makes me sound dumb. It's too goddamn hard. (laughs) I have to put it on easy to win matches to, like, make myself better. I don't like doing that. It sounds stupid. I just, I really do think, like, the game was too hard and you could lose a match in the first minute because you missed hitting the kickout button. So I'll say that. That's my feeling on the game. Um, but, yeah, I am excited for whatever they want to change it into. Yeah. Hopefully it's just an 8-bit Royal Rumble game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would want to be an 8-bit Otis Dozovich. That'd be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I bet we're coming. We're coming. We're an 8-bit Tucky. Tucky, we're shrinking. Tucky, Tucky, we're shrinking. Yeah, that's more the 8-bit sound. Tucky! He comes. You'll see his his big old grin, and then you'll just get. All right. Um. Yeah, we're at uh, hour twenty-seven here. Um, Hour twenty-seven. Oh, hour and (laughs) twenty-seven. Sounds like a lot more if you say hour twenty-seven. Yeah, next week. um, We're almost there. We're almost at evolution. It's almost upon us. Uh, We should have the card. you know, we'll go over that, do some predictions, um, and then really pumped to talk about um, the semifinals for the May Young Classic, uh, based on who's in there. Again, we get to say Io, uh, Mako, we get to see Rhea, and of course Tony Storm. And and then uh, we'll see how the love affair with you know Drew and Dolph is going, um, and hopefully you know have some some positive news from that that country where we're doing the crown jewel that we're not going to mention anymore. Uh, but Matt, another fun-filled episode. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you next week. Yep, I only got a little angry at you. All right, thanks everybody for listening. We're coming. Bye. Bye.